Well, good morning. It's uh, Thursday, November 24th, 2022. Thursday, November 24th, 2022. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. I And happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, if if uh, you are celebrating it or uh, happy Indigenous Peoples Day or whatever, whatever you wish to celebrate. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big Thanksgiving fan. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And again, as always, I'm very, very thankful this Thanksgiving. I truly appreciate you coming and listening to me. That's very nice of you. Uh, if you can, uh, please bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me. <clears throat> Questions or insights, or come fight with me, at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to tell me about a story. Maybe you want to argue. I don't care. Whatever. Say hi. I'm used to arguing on Twitter, so. Let's start with uh, Ukraine and Russia, as we have been lately. Uh, As of this morning, about 70% of Kyiv was left without power after Russian air attacks targeted civilian infrastructure yesterday. Uh, Kyiv's mayor, Vitaly Vitaly Klitschko, uh, said on uh, Telegram that power engineers are doing their best to get electricity back as soon as possible and added that the uh, water supply had been restored in about half of Kyiv on the left bank of the Dnieper River. Uh, Ukraine's general staff also reported that Russian forces fired 67 cruise missiles and 10 drones during yesterday's massive attack on residential buildings and energy infrastructure uh, in Kyiv and uh, several other regions uh, uh, in Ukraine, of course. Uh, so I guess uh, be thankful today that you're not in Kyiv fighting against Russian terrorism. Russia's Ministry of Defense spokesperson Igor Konashenkov uh, says armed forces launched a massive air, sea, and land-based high-precision long-range weapons attack against the military command and control system of Ukraine and related energy facilities. Uh, He said, I would like to emphasize that not a single strike was made on targets within the city of Kyiv. All the destruction announced by the Kyiv regime in the city was the result of the fall of missiles of foreign and Ukrainian air defense systems located in residential areas of the Ukrainian capital. So Russia (laughs) is denying they were attacking Kyiv. I guess those missiles appeared out of nowhere. Um, You know, if missiles fly over Kyiv, if they fly near Kyiv, uh, then any missiles falling in Kyiv is your issue. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure after you murdered that two-year-old baby yesterday, or day before yesterday, that you would like to not claim responsibility. Moving on. Uh, European Commission uh, Chief Ursula von der Leyen said yesterday uh, or said during a visit to Poland that the uh, European Union is preparing a ninth 
package of sanctions on Russia. She said, we are working hard to hit Russia where it hurts to blunt even further its capacity to wage war on Ukraine. And I can announce today that we are working full speed on a ninth sanctions package. And I'm confident that we will soon approve a global price cap on Russian oil with the G7 and other major partners. We will not rest until Ukraine has prevailed over Putin and his unlawful and barbaric war. That's what she said. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told reporters, as of now, we stand by President Putin's position that we will not supply oil and gas to the countries which would set and join the uh, the cap. But we need to analyze everything before we formulate our position. And of course, like I said, he was speaking of what we talked about uh, yesterday. Uh, the G7 countries are considering putting a price cap on uh, Russian oil of around 65 to $70 a barrel. I think it should be lower. I think it should be 45 That way they might break even. Uh, Petro Koten, the uh, head of nuclear power company Energotum, said in a statement uh, the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant had been reconnected to the national power grid after Russian air attacks yesterday and that the backup diesel generators at the site had been turned off. The energy chief said Russia caused a real danger of a nuclear radioactive catastrophe by launching attacks thereby disconnecting all of Ukraine's nuclear reactors from the power grid for the first time in 40 years. I'm sure he was talking about the first few times that they did that. Uh, The Moscow-backed administrator of Ukraine's Donetsk region, Denis Pushilin, said, Today we are returning 50 of our Russian fighters from Ukrainian dungeons. We are giving the same amount to Ukraine. Uh, If you remember, after last week's accidental strike in Poland, Germany offered an air defense system to Poland. Uh, Poland's defense minister, uh, Marusz Blaszczak, had initially said he received Germany's offer with satisfaction. However, following yesterday's airstrikes, the Polish leader said he would... It would be better if the defense system were placed in western Ukraine. Uh, Jaroslaw Kaczynski said, It would be best for Poland's security if Germany handed the equipment to the Ukrainians, trained Ukrainian teams with the caveat that the batteries would be placed in Ukraine's west. Uh, So very nice of Poland taking those air defense systems that Germany was going to give them and saying, "Eh, You know what? It's fine. You give them to Ukraine. We're good with that. Much of Ukraine's firepower is being supplied through U.S. government-funded weapons uh, pushed almost weekly to the front lines, but U.S. defense production lines aren't scaled uh, up to supply a major land war. With some lines, like the Stinger anti-aircraft missiles, previously shut down. Uh, I guess they're they're starting to uh, turn things on again, I, I suppose. Yesterday, Biden administration... Uh, the Biden administration announced an additional round of aid that will provide 20 million more rounds of small arms ammunition to Kyiv. Uh, Pentagon controller Michael McCord told reporters uh, earlier this month, we've not been in a position where we've got only a few days of some critical munition 
left. In other words, he's saying we're, we're fine. We're keeping up. Uh, but we are now, and he went on to say, but we are now supporting a partner who is within a few days of running out. So that's why we're just sending them whatever they need. And as I've said many times, the amount of money that the EU and the United States have spent on this war in Ukraine is a pittance of what it would take to deal with Russia in the future. So it's well worth. It's well worth it. Well worth it. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. A little bit of a short one today. We're, we're working on it. Uh, hundreds of women have been waiting in the wings and men in, the, in power in New York are in deep shit, including Trump. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's changing as of today under a state law that goes into effect today. Adult survivors of sexual abuse now can sue their abusers in New York, even if the statute of limitations on their claims has expired. The new law gives adult survivors of sexual assault one year to file lawsuits against their perpetrators. It also allows people who were sexually assaulted at work or in the care of an institution like a hospital or jail to sue that entity. And I, I do remember stories of stuff like that happening. Separate suits under the new law are expected to be filed on behalf of more than 750 women who allege they were sexually assaulted in New York State prisons. And in uh, that noose tightening around that bright orange neck, E. Jean Carroll. I remember we talked about her, her lawsuit against Trump for defamation uh, what, last month, I guess. Uh, uh, she sued the former president, Donald Trump, for defamation, said she plans to sue Trump under the New York Adult Survivors Act. Uh, e. Jean Carroll uh, uh, alleged that Trump forced her up against a dressing room wall at Bergdorf Goodman and raped her 27 years ago, and she's going to get her pound of flesh. She didn't say that. I said that. Uh, Pence said, he would not testify before the January 6th committee investigating the insurrection. But there is a the uh, Department of Justice probe in the uh, cases uh, that they're investigating, too. That uh, That's all those guys and women who have gone to prison for being in the Capitol. Uh, the Oath Keepers deliberations are going on right now. As you know, I just talked about that case yesterday or the day before. Though maybe delayed for the weekend because of Thanksgiving. But it's more than the insurrection on the outside, what happened on the outside and the inside of the Capitol. It's also the illegal political acts being investigated, uh, you know, like the fake elector scheme, you know, that kind of stuff. Prosecutors investigating efforts by Donald Trump and his allies to disrupt the transfer of power uh, to Joe Biden after the 2020 election are now seeking testimony from former Vice President Mike Pence. Pence and his team are weighing whether or not to fight this probe. While the January 6th committee is political, the Department of Justice probe is criminal and would need to be weighed differently. I think Pence is going to end up showing up in private, probably. Uh, two of Pence's top aides, uh, Chief of Staff Mark Short and Chief Counsel Greg Jacob, have testified to the, grand, to the grand jury investigating the matter, 
and were the subject of a secret court ruling that rejected Trump's claims of executive privilege. Uh, Short and Jacob were also two of the most crucial witnesses for the House January 6th Select Committee, before which Pence has refused to appear. There's at least one episode on that day which only Pence may have direct knowledge. Trump called Pence at 11.20 a.m. on January 6th, and witnesses in the Oval Office described Trump as harshly berating the vice president in an effort to convince him to try to subvert the election later that day. However, Pence's uh, uh, response remains a mystery. Uh, Short and Jacob said Pence left the room during the call and never briefed them on the exchange. So they kind of want to know about that. And among other things they want to know about. Uh, I got to mention, really nothing to to do with this. Okay? But when I think of how Donald Trump speaks to people in the White House when he wants to get something done, there's a great movie from the early 80s called The Dead Zone. They did a, a TV series about it. It's from a book. It's from a book, The Dead Zone. Really good book, too. A couple of good scenes in that movie. Great scenes in that movie. But there's one in particular. In a scene, the president, President Greg Stilson, played by Martin Sheen, yells and threatens the Army General and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I won't tell you what it was about. You really need to see the film anyway, uh, The Dead Zone. You really got to see that movie. But when I imagine Trump yelling at anyone, I think of Martin Sheen's performance in that movie. So so go watch The Dead Zone movie starring Christopher Walken. Maybe you want to watch it this weekend. Uh, But first, this weekend, maybe uh, binge Wednesday. I, I saw the first episode of Wednesday. Uh, started watching it yesterday, and it is so good. Wednesday is a Netflix show about Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. Remember that TV show from the uh, 60s? Yeah. Also, Christina Ricci. Uh, she played uh, Wednesday Adams in the movie, uh, which uh, was really good. She was really awesome in that. She's in this series, by the way. She plays a, a minor role. She plays the uh, dorm mother or something. <clears throat> So, moving on, Uh, Alaska is a huge state, right? I mean, it's it's gigantic. But the population is so small, it's one of the few states they have only one congressional representative. Republican Don Young was in that seat for nearly 50 years until his death. Sarah Palin tried to take the seat. She tried to run. Uh, She lost... Uh, in in the the quick election for the six months that were left in the seat, and then she lost again. That's right. Thankfully, Sarah Palin lost again. The seat has been called for Democrat uh, Mary Peltola. Also in Alaska, Trump hated Republican. I mean, he really couldn't stand her. Stand her, Lisa Murkowski. Um, looks like she will be holding on to her Senate seat. So that's fine. Uh, the Republican governor still got reelected, though. So, uh, centrist a Republican uh, and a Democratic uh, congressperson. Uh, anyway, 
moving on to, we describe both Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker as carpetbaggers. You know, I've used that word many times. Uh, we use it when, when they began their campaign. Uh, Dr. Oz was from Jersey and Walker was from Texas, even though he went to uh, college in Georgia, Georgia State on a football scholarship, right? Uh, do you remember what a carpetbagger is? I explained that to you once. In the past, it was a guy who couldn't afford luggage and would fold a piece of carpet together and sew the edges to shove his clothes in as he went from town to town making money running for office. A carpetbagger. He would just go from town to town. Republicans had no candidates who could win in Pennsylvania or Georgia, so they created them from men who had celebrity history in the hopes the electorate would be stupid enough to vote for them. Dr. Oz lost, and Herschel Walker is now caught in more lies only, uh, and remember, they're having a runoff there in Georgia. <clears throat> but these lies may have legal repercussions. Eh, it depends on what happens. Probably not, but may. Turns out Walker is the beneficiary of a tax break meant for permanent Texas residents, a possible violation of both Texas law and residency rules for voting and political candidacy in Georgia. He may be on the ballot illegally. Records reviewed by CNN show Walker benefited from Texas's uh, homestead tax exemption, shaving about $1,200 off his 2021 tax bill on a $3 million home in Dallas-Fort Worth, suburb of Westlake. The exemption is for Texas residents only. How could he be a Texas resident if he's running in Georgia? Oops. According to the Texas Comptroller of Public Accounts, only a homeowner's principal resident qualifies for the tax break. To run for office and vote in Georgia, 15 rules, not all of which need to be met, are considered for establishing residency, which include where the resident takes their homestead tax exemption. So there may be some rules he qualifies for and some he does not. But the state Supreme Court says homestead exemption alone was not dispositive evidence that could disqualify a candidate. There might need to be something else, which means it may be a sticky situation, but it also may not be illegal. We don't know yet. It depends on about uh, on the other 15, the other 14 rules or how I'm 14, 15 rules. Um, Either way. Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania lost because he was painted as an outsider who didn't care about Pennsylvanians. He's from New Jersey. Why would he care about Pennsylvanians? The Warnock campaign will beat the same meme into the public and hopefully take out Herschel Walker, the the wife beater, alleged wife beater, the crazy person, that's not alleged. He's admitted it himself. Wow. What a bad guy to be representative in uh, the Senate. Uh, speaking of Georgia, there was this case playing out in the courts about uh, Saturday voting. Uh, Saturday voting and early voting. Saturday voting uh, was allowed unless the Saturday followed a holiday. Republicans tried to block voters from voting this Saturday in Georgia because, 
As you know, the less people to vote, the better for Republicans. That's how it always is. Democrats challenged the voter suppression attempt in court because the law stated it was intended for a general election. And the runoff isn't a general election. Democrats won, but the GOP challenged the decision immediately. The Georgia Republican Party, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, and the Republican National Committee asked Georgia's high court to overturn the lower court's ruling that said the state law permits early voting this Saturday, 10 days before the December 6th runoff. They said, well, you know, the runoff is just an extension of the uh, general election. Uh Uh-uh. Yesterday, the uh, Georgia Supreme Court unanimously rejected the GOP's attempt to block early voting this Saturday in the U.S. Senate runoff election between Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and GOP candidate Herschel Walker. What made this most disgusting is Friday, tomorrow, not today, not Thursday, was the holiday they used to challenge Saturday voting. It wasn't the Thanksgiving holiday. Georgia has a state holiday. The holiday was created to honor Robert E. Lee, the general of the Confederate Army that fought to preserve slavery. They were using, essentially, a white supremacist holiday to suppress black votes. Think about that. Moving on to more Georgia, also in Georgia. Oh, man. The state Supreme Court reinstated the state's law prohibiting abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. Most people, we've talked about this numerous times. The fetus, not even a fetus, it's it's a grouping of cells. It's the size of a grain of rice, maybe the size of a pomegranate. It's that small. How are you supposed to know if you're pregnant by then? It's, 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 you have hemorrhoids bigger than that. Come on. Uh, The Fulton County Superior Court blocked the six-week abortion ban just last week. Remember, you and I talked about that after, the, after uh, that Georgia reverted to the status quo of permitting abortion care through 22 weeks of pregnancy. Uh, Fulton County Superior Court Judge, we did this story, uh, Robert uh, McBurney ruled last week that laws that violate the Georgia or U.S. Constitution when they are passed are invalid. He said, basically, you passed it way back then when it was invalid anyway. So it's not valid now since you passed it when it was invalid, right? Republican Governor Brian Kent signed Georgia's six-week abortion ban into law in the spring of 2019 when Roe v. Wade was still in force. But in a one-page order, the high court granted an emergency stay of the lower court's injunction, thus allowing the six-week ban, which cuts off abortion access before many people know they are pregnant, to take immediate effect once again while the state appeals. The state Supreme Court... This doesn't mean it's dead. It just means it's, it's, um, it's back to the, status, to the newer status quo until it can be challenged. Um, 
The state Supreme Court did not provide an explanation for granting the Attorney General's request to put the lower court's November 15th order striking down the six-week abortion ban on hold. We had hoped this could be used to strike down restrictive abortion laws all over the country, but I guess that will have to wait for the appeal. Now, this law, I mean, uh, this challenge, if it works... It could also be used to strike down uh, some gun laws as well. So we'll see. This is a really important case. Whatever happens to this case. And Republicans know this. They know this. And they want to stop this. Um, And also, by the way, in case you don't remember, Republicans have threatened to pursue a nationwide abortion ban if they retake both chambers of uh, Congress and the White House in 2024. So you have that to look forward to. Okay, so it's Thanksgiving. Think about what you have uh, to give thanks for maybe today. I don't know. I I don't have much to give thanks uh, to uh, or for. Uh, But... I try to think about uh, some people who are kind enough to help me. Um, And uh, I don't know. You think of something yourself. I'm sure you will feel better when you do. Uh, That's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, November 24th, 2022. Thursday, November 24th, 2022. I truly appreciate you so much. I really do. I get up early every morning, 4 a.m. to do this. I work hard for you. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.